You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. This weekend, the Padres took the series from the Dodgers and are back home at Petco today for their first of three against the Rockies. And we've got Mike Janella sitting in the number one seat. Because I'm right. here to get down to business, right. roll up the sleeves. Now, well, oh. do the dishes and everything else. Exactly. <laughs> Alongside Mike, we've got Bill Center, who may or may not be bespectacled throughout the show, depending on whether or not he'd like to look like Blooper. Blooper was so excited that he sent a tweet out yeah. and saying, we look so good, hashtag best friends. Why, why don't you wear your matching glasses on the and, show? And Bill ran because away. I, can't, look so I good. wouldn't be able to see you if I was oh. wearing my reading glasses look on so the good. show. Is that a bad thing if you couldn't see Blooper? Actually, that's not right? a bad thing. <laughs> and rounding out the crew, it's Derek Togerson. Uh, no, Togi. Togi. Oh. Yeah. Sounds that's, like a sandwich. And it was uh, actually shortened from Togi Barra because I said a lot of really dumb stuff. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Derek Togerson. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to Padres Social Hour. The Padres are back in town hosting the Rockies for a three-game set after a couple games in San Francisco, a couple games in L.A., not leaving the state of California for 24 days, and now they're back home for, uh, for seven here. With Derek and Bill, I'm Mike, and it's a new day. Right. It's a new look. Ooh, look at this. No head. We're not wearing headsets today. Right. I no longer no. feel like an air traffic controller. Right. We had the the double ears with the typical like, hey, you know, radar control, you know, clear for landing. Right. Now we have, uh, this is more your style, Derek, professional kind of TV look. Yeah, it's, you know, backup singer from a Donna concert. Right. Yeah, our that's what we're microphones. Right. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel so far? This is weird. Liberated. Is, uh, I feel liberated. Yeah. He knows how to do this. It's like, do I turn my head? Will I, everything fall right. apart or? Yeah, so, so it's a learning process. We already apologize if we go mute or we can't hear anything for a while. Right. It's growing pains. We're getting through it. But this is for the better, maybe one step back to take two steps forward. So we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, wish us luck. Should be off and running. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. all of us. Uh, <laughs> let us know what you think about the new look and also about Padres baseball in general or whatever else you want to say about us. Use hashtag PadresSH as always and jump in on the chat happening live at Padres.com slash social hour. Big homestand. Huge. Yes. Huge. Uh, not just for the baseball. There's so much stuff going on. It's French Heritage Night tonight. There's uh, Taco Tuesday tomorrow. Cesar Vargas coming with that great pitching on Wednesday. Cinco de Mayo Thursday. All the giveaways in the weekend. And, oh, yeah, there's the, the Rockies and the and Mets. The Mets. Mets. Yeah, the right. Mets who are the defending NL pennant winners. The Rockies who, at 500, who would have thought they'd be contending for the NL West a month in. They are tied for the lead. Yeah. No one would have guessed and that. And they're really good on training. the road, too. Right. So you get them yeah. out of Coors Field, and all of a sudden they become a really good baseball team. Yeah. Trevor Story yeah, continues right. to rake. Arenado, we know about him. Gonzalez, we know about him. This is going to be uh, a good series and a good homestand, I think. Some exciting, uh, some good baseball you'll see, no matter what. Uh, but yesterday, we do got to talk about that game. And that was good baseball, too, just not right. in the Padres' favor. That one nothing loss. But, I mean, that, that's Kershaw. What are you going to do? Right. Right. A lot, um, yes, Kershaw yesterday was Kershaw, but in the three-game series, I love the way the Padres played the first two games, but there were an awful lot of swings and misses in that series, and this is something I think they've got to uh, 
they have to remedy going forward. They just cannot strike out that many times. Yeah, you can. Kershaw is Kershaw. Right. I mean, right. 14 strikeouts, no walks. I mean, 101 pitches, 75 of them And that's what he's strikes. paid to do. Right. When you have a 5-6-7 game right. losing streak, he's the guy that ends it. And he's the, he's the guy. He, he, it should be a blueprint for every young pitcher. Pound the strike zone. Now, when you're Clayton Kershaw, you have his stuff. You can throw a lot of different places in the strike zone. A lot of guys can't get away with. But that you throw that one out, that's the outlier. Although they did lose one to nothing twice in a week. That's somewhat alarming. But I agree with Bill wholeheartedly. They can't continue to swing and miss and swing through pitches. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying do what we did in, in Little League or high school and shorten up and just try and slap the ball oh, and God. play somewhere <laughs> with two strikes. Right. But, but strikeouts Against do nothing Kershaw, for you. That might have to be what you got to do. Actually, you yeah. know who agrees with both of, of you guys? Andy, Andy Green. Green. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's take a listen to what he had to say about that yesterday. Right. He was good. There's not much else to say. He was really good. He's been one of the best in the game for a while, and if he's not the best in the game, he's right up there at the top. And, uh, it was tough for us. We had the opportunity. We put ourselves in a position to score with first and third, and uh, against Kershaw, just like against Cueto, when you get that chance, we have to find a way to put the ball in play. We have to find a way to get the job done, and I think every guy to a man will tell you that in the clubhouse. Uh, it's just a matter of getting it done. So, yeah, I mean, to us it's, as fans, as media, as people watching, it's easy to say, well, that's Kershaw. What are you going to do? When he's on, you can't beat him. But that's not what the Padres are thinking. No, first and third, one out. I mean, Melvin Upton's got to put the ball in play. I mean, you just have to in that situation. And what I, what I saw out of this team a lot, too, is the, is a lack of situational hitting. And we've seen that for years at this club. What I'm starting to wonder is, is it a talent level that can't do it, or is it an approach? Is it a systemic thing that they're not mm, teaching them how to hit with two strikes, how to put the ball in play with two strikes? I would like to you know, get Alan's enter in here and say, okay, what are you telling these guys to do? What's, what's the actual approach you are trying to go with, and are, are they executing it or not? Actually, I think they're – I think their RISP hitting this year has been a lot better. I, I like the way that they've uh, been situational hitting in some games, some games not so much. But I've seen I've seen a lot of better approaches. Now, regardless, the thing has been inconsistency. Right. There have been some that, games where they're the great with two strikes right. and they're great in scoring position. Right. Other games they can't buy a hit, and that's I think a problem. Is yeah, is it the talent just isn't focusing enough, or is it the approach is a little bit? varying that it's not right. giving these guys the same thing they want to do every time well I thought the one at bat where you had to put the ball in play I did not like Melvin Upton's approach yeah and then you said the right what about what about it in particular inconsistency uh, uh, one you, you've got the first the first pitch if it's a if it's in that situation if it's a fastball you've got to put the ball in play against that guy right yeah. against that guy you can't wait you can't wait for him to get ahead and then try to hit his pitch You've got, you know, he's trying to get ahead right there. You've got, you've got to make something happen with the first pitch. Let me ask you guys this, because as I was watching the game yesterday, and again, I'm not a Padre hitter, so my default mental mode was there's just nothing you can do here. Uh, you feel helpless. When Kershaw's on, he's, he's literally controlling the ball. Nothing you can do. Who in your lives as sports fans, as baseball fans, have you felt – has that, that biggest effect that you think if that guy's on the mound against your team, you know what, if he's on, we just got no shot? Well, for me, it was a guy covered in Arizona, and that was Randy Johnson. I mean, I watched that guy give up a leadoff home run to Kazmat Sui of the Mets and then retire 27 straight hitters. I watched that guy throw a perfect game. When he was on, he was that kind of guy where you get that feeling this something special is going to happen tonight because he was so dominant, he was so good, and he had that attitude and that mentality. He could beat you physically, but his whole aura was he would beat you mentally. 
he would beat you emotionally. When he had that going on, you can, you can just mail it in. I have a feeling whoever your answer is, and mine I'll give in a little bit, that's part of the battle, right? Is they've right. Already, they're already in your head before you even get to the stadium exactly. that day. Plus, he's, I mean, I love Randy Johnson. He had the great slant. He's got the, the fastball, the late release, everything. Uh, you know, uh, to me, Koufax was always the guy that I always thought that this at times was absolutely flat-out unhittable. For me, it was Pedro and his prime, mm-hmm. Martinez. Watching as a teenager in 99, 2000, because he would put the ball wherever he wanted to, but it's the way that it got there, too. He would make it take left turns and right turns, and that changeup was just incredible. And some of those games he had, and growing up in New Jersey, seeing a lot of Yankee Red Sox games, for better or worse, on TV over and over, you would just see him when he was on, and you thought, man, there's, you know, good luck. Just. Oh, and then he runs 97 Just sit down on the hands right after yeah. that, too. Yeah. He was so good. Yeah, so that was, for me, a pitcher at his peak powers was those, that two-year Pedro run. And you know what all three of those guys also had in common, too, is they would throw inside. And they, would th- and they didn't give a, uh, a darn if they hit you. They didn't give a darn. They would go at you. They would throw hard in on you. They had that attitude of, I'm, I'm, I'll knock you off the plate. Get over, that's my plate. You get off of my plate. And I think that's something that really, not so much, you know, throwing a guy as a retribution, but the ability to dictate and dominate on the inner half of the plate is something that I don't know if it was the aluminum bats in college that, that left, made it go away or what, but you don't see that in a lot of guys. Kershaw has that, and Kershaw does that, and that's one of the reasons he's so successful. Yeah, and we've been wanting the Padres pitchers to do more of that, make the hitters uncomfortable. You don't have to strike out 14 guys and throw a shutout complete game but at least make the hitters a little bit more uncomfortable, and that should lead to some more success on the bump. You can also make them uncomfortable, not so much. I mean, working inside, yes, but more of where you put the ball. So, I mean, when they don't know what's coming, uh, that makes them uncomfortable too. Uh, an awful lot. I don't think you have to, I mean, I don't think you have to be a Don Drysdale and go, you know, inside all the time. But uh, like Cesar Vargas made, made the Dodgers hitters very uncomfortable. Yeah. With what he was doing, not so much where he was, where he was putting it inside, but what he was doing. You can make pitters uncomfortable a lot of different ways. Yeah. Maddox had that unpredictability about him too. He gets two strikes on you. Okay, which of his five pitches? Yeah, so if you're guessing instead right. of the approaching, cutter. yeah, then you, as a hitter, that's you know, a bad thing. You're, you're beat. And uh, and some love for Drew Pomeranz. I mean, he he was great yesterday, uh, and I have to personally apologize to Drew. In spring training, I thought he was slated for the bullpen for sure. I thought it was Erlen and Mauer that were going to get the four and the five. And Drew's come out and been, I think, the best starting pitcher they've had. He's been exceptional. Yesterday was, I mean, you hate to lose a game that's that well pitched. That takes something out of your ball club. Yeah, it's a sale uh, deflator. And uh, Drew, for his run support this year, how about this? First pitch, first time around, 10 runs for him. Right. Then zero, then eight, then one, and now zero. zero. So he doesn't know what he's getting out there, but he keeps delivering as best as he can. So. Drew, uh, it's been great seeing what he's been up to. So, um, again, though, the, the tough luck loss against Kershaw. Uh, ah, people on Twitter already chiming in. Uh, East Village Times saying, Bill, uh, this must be incredibly uncomfortable for you, the new look. Uh, it's, well, I've never worn something Without like the this headsets, before, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I've done some TV stuff before, but not like, not like Derek and not like you. So this is a little unusual. Yeah, it grows on I feel though. like it's I'm going to come apart here at any second. Which <laughs> we'll try and keep your <laughs> right. glue together. Uh, Friar Gal saying very fancy, so she at least likes the look. And yeah, yeah. we'll uh, we'll continue to to try and smooth out the wrinkles as we get to this new technology. The future is here. Let us know what you think again. Hashtag Padres SH. 
and we'll come back and see what you have to say. Before that, though, the Padres, in partnership with National University, will honor all teachers during Teacher Appreciation Night this Friday when the Padres face the Mets at 740. A special theme game package includes a game ticket and limited edition Padres notebook and calendar. Perfect for every teacher. Get tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. It is a great night for baseball. Beautiful Monday here, and we'll get you to it. More Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back inside the AMR studio getting you set for tonight's 7-10 first pitch. With James Shields on the mound for the Padres against John Gray taking the hill for the Rockies. Uh, our buddy out in Australia, Ozzy Villa, tweeting in, uh, come on, Padres, knock a few runs in today for James. Right. That'd be nice. His run support has been the second worst in the majors this year. A couple runs. I think he wants that, right? Absolutely. I mean, That'd be he's, nice. He's 0-4 when he could be 3-1. and Yeah, very easily. Yeah, what's sick is somebody has worse run support than he does because it's, what, six runs in uh, It's in been starts? five runs while right. he's on the mound right. in his starts. Mike Pelfrey, That's the insane. only old person in the ma- right. major leagues with l- little, uh, fewer run support. Um, All right, before we get to that, we're going to talk a little bit more about some stuff yesterday, but I first wanted to offer an olive branch to our social hour audience. So, Bill, you've been here three days in a row now. Might as well just get you a permanent seat on the couch. I have a cot. Yeah, it it rolls out next to Blooper's uh, little bed here in the studio apartment. So the other day, I tweeted two nights ago that Derek Norris with his shaved head, he got two base hits that I was going to shave my head, and it would be the best Padre social hour of the year. And that was yesterday's show, right? Right. I didn't shave my head, obviously. My hair is too important to me. And so we were going through the show yesterday, Derek. I don't know if you saw it. Lion Mike. Lion Mike was the <laughs> hashtag people were starting to use. But oh trying yeah. to get some punishments for me or some penance to help me make up and atone for the fact that I lied I got on social media. First Banish- time anyone had ever said something sarcastic on social media. It should be something Twitter. hair-based here. No. Banishment. Right. Yeah, Bill wants me to just be gone, Walk at least for plank. 15 minutes and potentially forever. <laughs> well, I, um, you so set the 15 minutes. I said I just left it open at bench. Right, at anything, yeah. We'll, we'll work on that. Uh, but what I did, so I tweeted out before the game today, because one of the, or before the show today, because someone yesterday said he should grow a, a mustache. And I said, maybe, but I'm not going to grow one, and it's because it would look bad. So as an olive branch, I tweeted out today a photo from my 24th birthday. This is 2009. And it was me with the last time I had a full mustache. This is the creepiest thing I have ever and put I on wanted television. To show, for anyone who missed it, I wanted you to be warning, able to warning, see warning. it. Warning, warning, warning. This video this. may be graphic, <laughs> graphic in nature. Graphic content. So there it is. It's oh me with my God. birthday wow. cake, 2009. That is, I think, two and a half weeks worth of growth. So, so. Was, that, was that the same week you were on To Catch a Predator? <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so there you go. You're welcome. Oof. Hopefully we're now on good terms. Padre Social Hour Universe. Bill, yeah. I know I have a lot more work to do with you, but baby steps. Right. I'm, I'm not taking this down for a little bit. I'm going to leave that up there for a while. So for those of you just listening, Tom Selleck is cringing. For those of you just listening, uh, you did a good job by just listening. So and you found this. this you found this one while you were going through all your WWE tweets <laughs> last night. <laughs> oh man, Bill. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was tweeting during the, the pay per view. You're you must not have been happy. Uh, on your Twitter timeline. I unfollowed you, and then I followed you back when it was over. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. You can just mute. That's a Twitter I, feature. Yeah, but I, it's temporary. Right. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, all right, so there you go. Uh, you're well, or thank you for those of you who are willing to forgive me, and for those of you who aren't, I guess we still have. No, I think now we can't forgive you do. for making us look at that. Oh, I, I, I already got. Whole yeah, that's a whole different thing, right? Uh, Elias Garcia tweeting and doesn't make us feel less betrayed, Mike. Well, what else do you want me to do? Like, come on. 
not banishment. I'm, I'm not going walk anywhere. Walk the plank. That's the only. Not going we'll anywhere. We'll get one on top of the Western I, Metal Building. You can just right. jump off. Jeez, banishment. it's like six stories. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Uh, I, I don't like where this is going, so <laughs> I'm going to turn the tables and now put you guys on the Cholula hot seat. That's my vengeance. So how about that? Um, yesterday. Brett Wallace comes in, the pinch hit opportunity against Clayton Kershaw. A lot of people on Twitter saying, why not Jabari Blash there? It's a one-run game. He's got that home run power. It's a lefty-righty matchup in that situation. Why Wallace? And so Jabari Blash led into a lot of conversations that I saw. What should be done with Jabari? He's not playing. He hasn't been getting that many at-bats yet or recently. This is a Rule 5 guy who's got to be on the roster the whole season. So my Cholula Hatsi question to you guys, what role should Jabari Blash fill on this team. Well, I think you, I think Blash, you use him at times where he has a chance to be successful. I do not think Jabari Blash has any chance in the world of being successful against Clayton Kershaw. One, Kershaw has got a lot of a lot of bend to his pitches. Jabari Blash is pretty much a straight fastball hitter. Uh, it, I, I think that would have just been a really overmatched situation. Yeah, do I like <clears throat> do I like lefty versus lefty? No. And that uh, curveball he dropped on Wallace, I mean, right. unfair. Right. And I mean, and and jo John Jay the same thing, but <clears throat> I don't think putting Blash in there would have raised your percentages at all. No, not especially in that situation because I mean, you're talking about Kershaw late in the game. He's got double digit strikeouts already. The guy is feeling it, obviously. And you're going to put Blash up there who has a strikeout in his game anyway. It just that that would have been one of those why bother right. situations. Cause the kids, the kids too young. He hasn't seen anything like that yet. Wallace has been around. He's seen pitchers that are that tough. He's got home run pop as well. So I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Just because Blash you, throwing him into that situation against that guy is is not going to help your situation all at right. all. So moving forward now, what do you do with this guy? Well, it depends on what your goal for the season is. If your goal for the season is to win as many games as possible, you keep doing what the Padres have been doing, which is play the guys out there who are more your proven commodities, the guys you, you know you're, what you're going to get out of them. If their goal for the season is, okay, we have to see what we have here and start looking towards the future, you start giving Jabari Blash three to four starts a week. So it depends on what their situation is, what their philosophy is going to be. I, I think that you spot him, you use him as a pinch hitter. You don't, I don't see him playing three or four days a week. I see him playing maybe once or twice Because the a problem week. is he's the kind of hitter, as three true outcome hitters always tend to be, right. they need rhythm. Getting just a spot start here and there, you can't get into that home run groove. That makes you so valuable. My thinking is they see something in Jabari Blash. They keep him up here this year. Then he's got another year where he can go to spring training. He might even go to winter ball. He could spend another year in the minor leagues next year. Uh, I don't think that's going to hurt him. His skill level is not at the same. He doesn't have the baseball background that most kids his age have. If he's going to develop, it's going to be a little bit later. He's 26 already. Right. But, it, but there are guys that develop later than that. He doesn't have an extensive baseball background at 26. So, I, yeah, if you're going to... If you see a future, you keep him. You might even think that he's going to have one more year in the minors next year after this year up here, but you spot him. You don't use him as a regular. Uh, today, I spotted him out there taking ground balls at first base with Will Myers, so maybe somewhere else that he can be plugged in because the outfield pretty crowded with Jankowski. Right. Upton's not going anywhere. Jay, Kemp, 
Alex Dickerson got called up today. The other, the other problem with Jabari Blash is he's not a great defensive outfielder in any right. way, shape, or form. So, yeah, maybe his future is at first base. And by the way, Alex Dickerson is up. It's, yep. I, I, I'd like to see how this guy can hit major league pitching. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit and how he fits into it. But, uh, yeah, so really there is – I mean, there's no real good answer for this Jabari problem, no. essentially. No. You're going to use him as a pinch hitter against left-handers, and maybe if you can if you can match him up against a hard-throwing left-hander, a sixth, seventh, eighth-inning type guy, uh, you might have – you know, you might catch magic in a bottle. Yeah, I think it's, a lot of people are frustrated right now, though, because, right. yeah, like you said, you saw at the end of spring training, he played a string of games in a row, and he got hot, and we saw that – Pop. And again, it's, it's spring training, but I think what, what Padres fans really want to see is you, 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 we heard all about this guy. We've seen the guy take batting practice. He's sitting rockets all over the field like Ryan Howard would. Why can't we see him every day and really see what we have? And that's what kind of frustration builds with, with, with people with this guy. But, Derek, when you saw him in spring training, you actually you saw him an awful lot of times late in games against minor league pitchers. Mm -hmm. And, I mean – we are now in a major league season facing major league pitchers, and he would have been overwhelmed by Kershaw. Oh, yeah, I agree A lot with of guys that. were. But a lot of people aren't looking at that. They look at the guy hit 7,000-foot home runs, and that's what we want to see him do up here is his 7,000-foot home runs. And so that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. And why, and why oh, he, power still, intoxicated. he still generates a lot more conversation than most guys who right. are everyday which, players yeah. do. Which I really don't understand. I mean, I, to be perfectly honest, I don't understand. Well, Bill, that. you covered this team long enough to know that there, how many guys, you know, true power-hitting guys have we seen come through the San Diego organization? Right. It's, there's such a dearth of that here. The, the second we get just a taste of it in our mouths, we want to see so much more of it. Absolutely, but to be a pure – but to be a true power-hitting guy, you have to make contact more than 50% of the time. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, he's got 10 strikeouts and 19 at-bats. Honestly, to, to get back to the point, to send him out yesterday against Kershaw, I think would, not, would have been a disservice yeah, I think to that, the young man. I think that for sure is, I think we all agree, just the, the lack of experience against the best pitcher in the game, arguably, that's the right move. But right. now it's where does this puzzle piece go? Because with the Rule 5 stuff, you can't send them back and forth. If he's not being used, that's essentially a dead spot on the roster. And well, a lot of yeah. people, I think, uh, the home run power is intoxicating, but for people who like to see a bit more roster flexibility, it's getting a little frustrating. And right. that goes back to the point I said, what, what's your goal for this season? Yeah. What, why do you have him up here in the first place? It, it may be a thing where if one of the outfielders gets traded, then maybe there's an open spot to hold warm until Renfro and Margot and that whole right. generation comes up. But we won't know that until maybe July. Right, but if August. one of these outfielders get traded, I want Margot or I want, want Renfro up. up there. I don't want Jabari Blash. I mean, I, I got those guys ahead of Blash. I mean, I'm gonna, I got Blash on my bench, no question, because they see something in him for the future. But I don't think he's an everyday player, and I, don't, I wouldn't want to use him as an everyday player. All right. Well, there you have it, right from the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncap a real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We're going to come back and uh, get some more reaction to that mustache picture. Some people uh, find it funny. Others find it a bit off-putting. And then we'll get moving on some of those uh, moves from today and check out some injury reports and all that kind of stuff, getting you set for tonight's action. Padres Social Hour rolls on right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. 
Yes, it is. Welcome back. Or if you're just joining us, welcome aboard. Getting you set for Rockies and Padres, game one of a three-game set. And, well, the injury bug continues to be an issue as the team comes back home. And so for that, we are now going to jump into the AMR injury report. Just quickly run through some updates that Andy Green had on a couple of the uh, players that have been on the shelf for the Padres recently. Uh, so good news. Corey Spangenberg, Yanghera Solarte, Alexi Amarista all took batting practice today, all running on flat ground. So they went from anti-gravity treadmills to flat ground, which is nice. Uh, Robbie Erland got an MRI today, but no results back yet. Uh, Austin Hedges had his hand surgery successfully here in San Diego. And since he has to stay here and meet with the doctor for a follow-up later in the week, he's going to hang out here during the week. Right. So that's nice. That get to do nice. some scouting reports, get to hang around the big league guys. It's a nice little uh, learning experience for him. And then Tyson Ross, still not throwing, but says, uh, told Andy Green that he feels great. And Andy said that that's the first time Tyson said he felt great, that he's gotten that good, but still not throwing. So that's our AMR injury report. In general, positive, especially well, on the I, offensive side. Yeah, but – I mean, if a pitcher's not throwing, he's a month away when he starts throwing. Yeah. So that clock is not starting on – I mean, you don't even think about starting the clock on Tyson Ross. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. If, he hasn't thrown, if he hasn't thrown that for, for a while and he hasn't, and he hasn't right. really felt good enough even to pick up a baseball. Right. It's been a month. He started opening day, and it was the next day that he got shut down. Because he's going to have about four or five times where he throws from flat ground. Then he might be two side sessions – throwing for the mound. Then he might have a simulated game. He's going to have at least two or three uh, rehab starts somewhere after that. So you, when you add up the days. Yeah. You do the math. Right. Yeah, he hasn't had a chance to build his innings no. up yet either. No. Right. Might, might, yeah, might be all-star break. Right. It could, it not, could be a while. Good. Yeah. Uh, so that's the AMR injury report. American Medical Response is the emergency medical response team for Petco Park and wants to remind you to stay safe, San Diego. To learn more about AMR, visit amr-sandiego.com. Let's get to some of the tweets coming in. Uh, Friar Gal uh, tweeting about my mustache picture before. Mike, oh, what were you thinking? Hashtag grossest mustache ever. I wasn't thinking. I think that was partly the problem. Uh, but then a question for you guys, and I guess this comes in with the, the pitching issues and the injuries. Uh, this is from James Clark. Padres still going to be players in the Lincecum sweepstakes? That's Tim Lincecum, or has that ship sailed? This is a guy who's been, we've been waiting for his right. showcase for like three months now. Right? Well, they, they were talking in spring training. The showcase might be in a week. Showcase, uh, it's finally happening. Uh, absolutely, you take a look. Because if, if you could find, I mean, if you could strike gold here, you have to take a look. But I would be very, very hesitant before I went after Tim Lincecum. The same reasons we just mentioned with Tyson right. Ross. If a guy has to, the pitcher has to push back, that's a huge red flag. And while you do have to, you have to look, is his velocity back? Is his movement back? I think that, that's where the thing with, with Lincecum is not so much velocity, but he was when, already kind of cooked back when he was right. healthy, and now we don't know what his he wasn't locating well, anything back right. then. He, 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 when he's 97, you can get away with missing spots. When he dropped down to 92, all of a sudden those pitches he was missing with was getting hit. So you have to make sure he's locating what he has left. Well, I think that the the huge question here is is the hip and the hip surgery. So I, I think a lot of the ills that we saw the last couple of years were because this hip was deteriorating. Now he's had hip surgery, but that's major surgery. Can you, can you repair 
and get him back to where he was with this surgery, or is there a bigger question? And no one's seen it, so we have no right. idea. And so, the fact that right. it keeps getting pushed back, right. I'd be alarmed. I would so say, yeah, caveat emptor. I right. would not uh, touch yeah. that the showcase. The showcase is coming up this week, they say, so. I've heard that many weeks already. Right, right. No, I'm really curious point. to see if he's altered his delivery at all, especially with the hip, because he was such a – his stride, we all know about, was so long, and his hips, he had so much torque in what he was doing. His arm is never going to be a problem, because it was just along for the ride with all of his body right. doing all the work. If his hip, surgically repaired, can't handle that kind of torque, I wonder if he's maybe changed his mechanics at all. I'd, I'd love to be able to see what he looks like off yeah. the mound now. If only this showcase ever happens, and we'll be able to look at it. But I guess until then. It's, it's a giant mystery. But I go. You oh, definitely yes. there. Yeah? All right. I might just hear about it afterward and make my decision. You driving, Bill? That. You're right. I'll drive <laughs> over. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll Let, me know how it go- Let me know how it goes, and I'll just I'll find out from you guys. Uh, calling all casual wine drinkers and connoisseurs, Padres Wine Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines, returns this Friday before the Padres take on the Mets at 740. Sample wines from local and regional wineries while you relax and unwind. Party starts at 5. Get tickets at Padres.com slash party. When we come back, my favorite segment of the week, it's Nick Canepa's weekly report card. Bill, you looking forward to it? Absolutely. Here we go. My Padres Social Hour comes back right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to the AMR studio, Padre Social Hour, on a Monday, which means it's the segment I look forward to the most every week. I spend my weekends counting down the hours until you're back with your weekly report card, Nick. Nick Hannafin, what's up? Not that I just love to make you lose sleep, because I know I do. You, it just drives you nuts. And I brought, I left Bill on the couch today as, right. a, as an ally, because Bill wanted to be here, and I just wanted to see. This is like Godzilla and King Kong we were, unleashed we, on each other. Nick and I once, driving to Fresno, we had an argument that lasted, what, 360 miles? Yeah. About what? Uh, I, we, I, it started out as we were discussing college football. Uh, as I think we were talking about teams and areas he's a big pack 10 or a pack 10 back then we just it just it was one of those arguments that started in one thing and just kept going until Notre, until the Notre Dame and Boston College game came on and, and uh, we listened to that enjoyed that went to a Fresno San Diego State game all right well we don't have 360 miles we have about eight or nine minutes okay well that suffice I want to hear this is that good all right so Nick you're back for your weekly report card you give your grades on four different categories it's brought to us by Pacifico it's offense defense pitching and coaching so let's hear it where do you want to start uh offense okay uh you're offensive and this is a typical a A to F F that joke for Bill's joke or for the offense well, all his jokes are Fs. They don't get any pluses. He didn't even hear it. Well, what was the joke? I said you were offensive anyway. Well, you, know, you were talking about made offense. a career of being it. Right. So, so seriously, an F plus for the F offense? Plus. Yes. Okay. Uh, two shutouts, seven for the year. They're on their way to a NFL rec- uh, major league record, you know. Yeah. Okay. And, Continue. Uh, they're batting two thirty something as a team, third worst in baseball. They're lucky right now that Kemp and Myers are playing well. And getting, but like Bill was talking about earlier, when they have to get the bat on the ball, have to get it, there's a problem. Yesterday, right. you, had to get, you had to get the bat on the ball in that game. 
Is this your grade? This is just for the week, right? Right, of course. How can you... All right. Uh, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm going to look at the right. numbers now because I want to make my argument. Bill, uh, your response to that while I craft my, my rebuttal. Oh, I, I thought that they blew hot and cold this week, but I don't think it was an F+. Plus. That's, I think. that's like almost as bad right. as it gets. Right. They I think it was more day. like a C- minus or oh, a B+. Plus. Oh, my God. Uh, you, you know what? Come on. Watch all the games. Just not the Every game. one I watch. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So two weeks ago, you gave the offense a C-. minus when you were here, and they were averaging more than four runs a game at 4.2 something. Whoa. This week, you give them an F+, plus, 3.8 runs. That's, not, that's less than half a run, and that it's gives you two. It's not just batting average. It's, it's I mean, it's runs. That's the important thing in the game. They don't come through in situations. You, see, I have all your, so it's more, batting the is, first week of the year, you gave them a D+, plus, and that was when they, had the, that's when they had the shutout streak, the 31 straight innings. It's a worse grade this week when they had a nine-run game, two five-run games. The, the way I see it, you should be improving. They are improving. The you, grades are what's not improving. The offense right. is not. improving. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's, you're with it's me, just, though, Bill, right? You're right. judging. See, I, I'm not saying this is a good offense or a see, great offense. Now you see my problem hey, with Nick. I was yeah. over there. I was over there today the listening to Andy soon. Green. Andy Green, we're not playing well. They're not playing well, man. Yeah, That's but not it. F. F is as bad as it gets. That's F right. is five straight shutouts. Actually, shutouts. it was an F plus, so it wasn't <laughs> as bad as it gets. It, he did give him a plus. The plus, evidently, for, uh, for a couple of wins. He loves it when I give him Fs. He won't sleep for a week. <laughs> when it's deserved, I get it. Uh, you know, you had the F for the offense a couple of weeks ago, which was deserved at the time. The F for the pitching you gave that one week was absurd. Yeah, the ERA was eight. It was, no, it was, the starter's ERA was under two and a half that week. All right, so F plus for the offense, which I think more, is extremely Are there more than starting pitchers on the team, or is it just all starters? <laughs> no, that's fair, uh, but uh, an F This is all not the way a down. grade like last week. What did I tell you? I said the grade for the pitchers you split was, them last was, week. was yeah. good. And I like that, yeah. No, you, right. you got better with the pitching right. last week. All right, so the offense and F plus, which I think is just an yeah, absurd we, grade. we agree on that yeah. one. Thank you, Bill. Um, <laughs> this is what it takes. You get mad at me in every other segment. I need Nick here right. so you can finally well, come back to the my The thing side. is that you're going to find out here is that anytime that you agree, disagree with Nick, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, all right. That's good to know. Keep that in my back well, you're pocket. you're agreeing with him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move along. So the offense with the F+, plus, I'll keep that in my ledger uh, as much as I disagree with it. Uh, what next? Uh, defense. Okay. Uh, a- minus for defense. Wow. Did they bring like you an the apple way, this like week or something? I like the way they're playing defense. And, I, and, and uh, you know, I have no complaints how they're playing defense. They're, they're, not, they're making the plays they have to make, which teams in the past haven't done. Uh, the problem is all the defense in the world isn't doing any good when you get shut out. So Yeah. one nothing. it's, yeah, what, I mean, what are you going to do? The defense from week one, which I didn't think was very good, to now has as improved, I think, markedly. I agree with him. All right. I th- I'm with you there. All right. You're the op- kidding. It's, no, probably, yeah, it's no. probably a little bit high, but I – It but might be a little high. Right. But when you go so poorly on everything else – But it's not because they didn't – they haven't botched anything. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that was the difference last week, I think. There were the outstanding plays, but there were some critical errors. This week has just been pretty solid, I think, right. defensively. There the hasn't been a drop so. pop-up by Wallace. Right, none of that kind of stuff, yeah, or like the Rosales bobbles that we right. saw. Um, so that's been ironed out. Okay, uh, where to next? Pitching? Pitching. Pitching is a B. And 
This is your and highest grade you've given them all year. And there was by a long shot. Really, really only one really bad day. That was the nine-run game. I mean, the thirteen-run game. Right. And Shields pitched really well in that game. So, uh, you know, Pomeranz, well, was the game before, Pomeranz yeah. still playing well. Uh, Vargas is a revelation. Um, I, I see a, I see a solid B there. All right, interesting. So you didn't uh, at the beginning of the week. The bullpen was a bit sketchy. Right. So you did not penalize them as much as you well, have they, in the they past. Well, they came on, too. What about Cashner? You didn't grade him down on Cashner? No, I'd like to, but I, I That I, was the 13-inning game. Right. He only lasted two and two-thirds. 13-run game, sorry. That was a thirds. terrible performance. That was a bad outing. I'd like to uh, – I mean, we'll never have time for this, but I'd like to see your individual grades, too, for different guys. I can only imagine what those would be. Just have me on guys. a whole hour. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is definitely not happening. That idea gets an F. Plus. Um, <laughs> all right, and the last uh, facet is the coaching. Uh, uh, I gave Andy, Andy, well, I got it. I, I mean, it's coaching, but it's really the manager. Yeah, managing, coaching. Yeah, the manager manager. is responsible. For he, I, I gave him an A minus. Whoa. I thought, I, you know, I think he's coming. I think he's coming along. I like, you know, I, you know I hate the shift, but he, they do a really good job. Get used to it. It's staying around. I know. Yeah. They do a really good job positioning players. And, and, uh, I think he's doing as much as he possibly can do. I, 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 don't, I don't know if the, if the greatest manager you ever lived would have more wins with this team. I really don't. I, I think he's doing a good job. You, uh, the coaching has been the most positively graded of all the facets for you this year. They went from a C to a B to now back-to-back A minuses. I two gave him an A weeks. last week because he got thrown out of the game. Right. That was right. <laughs> that's automatic. A. The, the means I got, the process to get there, I disagreed with. He, right. he gets he gets yeah. thrown out of two games next this right. week. He gets a, an A plus. He gets an A plus. Uh, a gold right. star next to his name. Um, no, I mean with the managing because. It is. He's, he's bringing in these bullpen guys. He's playing every matchup. He's playing La Russa ball, really. Right. Um, and I think he's really inserting himself. We saw at the beginning no, the, the of the year. The squeeze was great. The squeeze, yeah. Squeeze he didn't have the great. chance to do that kind of stuff right. when they were getting shot. I, 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 I think he's really a smart guy. Right. My only, I agree. I think he's a really smart guy, and I think he's a good leader. I, I did question, though, when he went out, and I know why. I think I know why he went out and got Kashner. But he took Kashner out with a right-handed pitcher coming up to hit and he brings in a left-hander to face the right-hander who gets a hit. I, I, I thought that that was the only time this week where I really disagreed with Andy. Yeah. I mean, you're going to just – everybody's going to second-guess, but, you know. That's what uh, we literally get paid to do. That's what we do. Yeah. I, I second-guessed Nick for 45 years. Yeah, didn't so. do him any good. I'm still there. Yeah, he's still <laughs> and there. he's not. <laughs> right, and I'm not. Well, that was by your own volition, sort of, wasn't it? Right. Or yes, you're it just was. you're just crazy of, ni- of dealing with Nick after all those years. You had to get out. Finally? I've never been crazy. I mean, I, I love dealing with Nick. We've we've had um, Nick and I have had maybe the greatest relationship going that uh, almost any. T- my in fact, my wife Sue's yes, uh, yesterday was uh, we were at this thing and, and she was just joking about how Nick and I just naturally go back and forth and we almost know what the other guy is going to say to bug. The, the guy who's sitting across from him. That's when you know you've gotten really close with someone. You oh. know what aggravates them the most. He, the the he red kno- button yeah, to push. He, knows all, the, he yeah. knows all my buttons. All of them. All of them. What grade would and you? Some, and some that a lot of people don't know. Exactly. And in some respect, I give Bill an A plus in a few things. Wow. <laughs> Look at I that. Won't, I won't even talk about <laughs> he, he won't go into that. <laughs> wow. We'll do a, one of your report cards this week, a whole segment, just grading Bill in like five different facts <laughs> of the life. No. do that. No, no, no. That's uh, – love to stay married. 
<laughs> I don't even want to touch that. Um, all right, Nick, thank you so much. Uh, the offense, again, I think you're a little harsh on them, but everything else, you, you're getting soft, I think. Oh, I am. We'll have to see what, what <laughs> next week plays. Yeah, the old soft. Do thing. something when it matters, and, and that's all I can tell you. All right. Do something, Do something when, when it counts. Matters. Okay. That's I like the, that. That's the report card. It was brought to us by Pacifico, a rich lager born in Mazatlan, brought home by surfers, now waiting to be discovered by you. Discover Pacifico. Nick, see you next week. The rest of you, here. we'll see you right after this on Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. All right, we're back and getting you set for first pitch. Nick Canepa gone with his report card. Derek is back. And, Bill, that was fun. That wasn't too bad. All right. I, <laughs> I love Nick. Nick yeah. and I, uh, I mean, we've worked on so many projects together uh, over the years. We, I mean, he's as close to a brother as I have. Yeah. Uh, you were mentioning before, Derek, almost 100 years combined yeah. covering San Diego sports. Yeah, yeah combined these two, literally almost a century worth of San Diego sports sitting on the couch. A lot of stories cool. on that couch. All right, let's move on to what the story will be tonight, and we'll start with the lineup, and it's brought to us by United, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. So, John Jay, center field leading off, Will Myers at first base batting second, then it's Matt Kemp and right, Brett Wallace getting the start at third base and hitting cleanup. With Alexei Ramirez playing shortstop, Derek Norris catching, Jamile Weeks batting seventh and playing second base, and getting his first start of the year in left field, Travis Jankowski. Then it's James Shields pitching and batting ninth. We also mentioned earlier that Alex Dickerson was promoted from AAA El Paso, where he was scorching. Michael Kirkman, the reliever who made one appearance this year, designated for assignment. One really bad appearance. It was a rough one, yeah. Not the first impression you wanted to make. And Andy Green said with the Dickerson move and with Brett Wallace in the lineup today in his pregame media session, the Padres got to start thinking about maybe taking a knock on defense to score some more runs. So he's admitting that we got to juice the offense up a little bit. Right. Well, and and Melvin Upton, as, as well as he had been playing, he has really hit the skids here for the last four or five He's gotten games. cold. Yeah, yeah right. and, you, and you're putting four left-handed hitters in the lineup tonight, too, against a righty. Right. Yeah, smart. Also, uh, lineup flexibility, very important, Andy said as well. All right, let's go now to the Supercuts Head-to-Head Challenge. Derek, you haven't done this this year okay. because every time you've been on, it's been an off day, I think. Uh, it's Except for opening day, yeah. Right, and we hadn't yeah. started the challenge right. yet. So what it is is you pick a player in the lineup or a pitcher tonight that you think will have the most positive impact on the game. And it's you representing the couch versus blooper. And yesterday, <laughs> the couch won. So Ben Higgins had Drew Pomeranz as the pick. Of course, the day Saw he had was pick. fantastic. So now we're all tied up 8-8. Eight to eight. Even though he did take a loss and Nick would fail him for that. Yeah, yeah. Nick would give you an M and F for that pick. Uh, but he had the most positive impact on the game. And the good news for you too, Derek, is that you get the first pick today. So you get anybody you want in a Padres uniform. Who are you taking? I'm going to go completely off the board and go with Brett Wallace. All right. Because you got like the, we talked about him having some left-handed pop. I think he's going to have you know, take that, that appearance against Kershaw yesterday and to see you know, Gray today and be like, this is a whole heck of a lot easier than what I saw yesterday. <laughs> somebody the has to, off the bat in the right. deck circle. Somebody has thing, to right? hit a home run to right field eventually yeah. who's a left-handed hitter at Petco Park this year. It'd so be nice. Let's just go with somebody who has some power potential. All right, Brett Wallace. Blooper over to you. James Shields. 
He had a good outing against them in Colorado earlier in the year, and now we're at Petco. So. Nobody asks you to explain your pick, Blooper. Just make it. I actually thought it was something good, though. <laughs> I actually had real, great, real reasoning. Great analysis. It actually was good. Not yeah. just darts of a dartboard. That was good. All right, so it's Wallace versus Shields. We'll see who breaks the 8-8 tie tomorrow. And, Derek, this is your chance to make an impact in your very first pick. Do I get a do I get like a set of steak knives or a gift card or something? If the if we couch won? wins at the end of the year, ask Blooper what he got for winning last year. I won last year. I got nothing. He's still waiting Pride. on something. Somebody, tell, somebody tells me how about like supercut sponsors and we get like you know like some haircuts or something. We'll see if we can, can get we... you a free haircut, maybe. Nice, <laughs> that works, right? <laughs> At supercuts, they pay attention to every detail: the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up here. This is Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Yeah, we're less than an hour away from the game one first pitch against the Rockies. Uh, earlier today, Blooper sent out a tweet with a photo. And it's a picture of him, and in the caption it says, Hint of things to come later this week on Padre Social Hour. If you squint, you can make out Blooper running around second base on the Petco Park infield. Is that running or meandering? It's, it's bloopering, I think. Yeah, we use running as a real loose term. Right, right. right. It's a big umbrella term. Right. But yeah, later in the week, so watch. We're not sure exactly when yet, but that's just a little harbinger of things to come. It's going to be fun. What, he's going to go out there and w on Sunday when they have the kids run the base? <laughs> did you race I'm, the I'm squirrel? You don't want to scare the kids away. I said, Blue, did you race the squirrel? We'll find out later this week. That yeah. would be awesome. Stay tuned. Uh, one last week coming in from uh, Ashley Rodriguez, my fellow Portuguese, uh, saying she feels like the Padre Social Hour guy should be doing the bye-bye-bye dance with the new headsets. In sync. Does that go over your head, Bill? That's, yeah, I've lost it. I don't want to. Little bye-bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, Derek know. and I. Get I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for Good bearing for with guys. us as we make this transition. And let's see if we can get a win. Bill, you had a stat. Five and three the Padres are in series openers this right. year. Let's see if they can keep it going. We're back tomorrow at 530 with Bob Scanlon and Brady Phelps. But for now, enjoy Padres Rockies. This is Padres Social Hour.